You're listening to the Loop Page Podcast, episode number 34. Make sure you click subscribe because I release a new episode every couple of weeks. You can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page and coaches. If you want to, uh, you know, if you're looking at building a six-figure business, then you should jump on my uh, my Facebook group. Every single week I do free live trainings with the members inside the group and just gives you the support that you need to get more clients and build a six-figure business. So to find that, all you got to do is jump onto Facebook and search six-figure coaching business secrets or I'm going to also pop the link to that in the show notes so you can jump on that one. Today, I catch up with Scott Andrews in my on my last podcast for 2020. You'll be listening to this in January in 2021, so Happy New Year to you. But uh, today, I dropped in with Scott Andrews, and he talks to us about how to get past self-sabotage and create deep inner confidence. Welcome to the Luke Page Podcast. I am here to inspire people to live a life that they love. It's why I do what I do. Join me on the pursuit of my life's vision and my own business success through meeting amazing business owners, entrepreneurs, and forward-thinking people that are here to make impact and change the world. Have a look at the beard, mate. Jeez, have a look at him. Nice, mate. I like it. I saw you. You had a bit of the old uh, sideys in the in the thing going on there for a little bit. The Wolverines. The Wolverines. The Wolverines. Yeah. Yeah. I I generally do like a, I don't know, maybe a few weeks of growth, and then I I trim it back. I don't shave. I trim because if I if I shave, yeah. I look about. 15 years old. <laughs> so, oh, I'm the same. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm exactly the same. If I shave down to nothing, yeah. like I look like a baby's ass. Yeah. <laughs> I've got it. Avoid that. If I, if I, I was wearing it short for a while mm. and I'll, I, I just chop and change. Like one day I'll just go, yep, it's time. Yeah. You know, and I'll just chop it down, but definitely not a full shave. Definitely mm. not. Uh, trimmers down yep. to like a, you know, down to the millimeter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've got this. I've even been doing lately. Um, I got like this. It's the trimmer that you use when you do your sides throughout the hairdressers. But there's like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. there's an attachment that you can put on it. I've been turning the trimmer around, if that makes sense. So then you actually yeah. get a little bit more length. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, my hair is like, I, I have like these Wolverine patches. So my, my mates always give it to me. But I, I remember when I was young, I used to hate it. But now I just own it now. <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't well. know about you, but like the first, when you're young, I, I actually, I remember when I was 18, I used to draw. Like we used to go out and it'd be me and my mate. We, <laughs> we couldn't grow hair, yeah. So we used to like get like a texture and draw, draw like a little goatee thing there. <laughs> I used to I used to have a lot of mates. I grew up in Shep. All my mates were European. Some of them had hair on their balls in like grade five. Yeah. I was still looking for those one or two hairs in my armpit in like year <laughs> yeah. eight. Yeah. And I remember like wanting to grow like a mustache. And I heard my mum say, like, you know, when you shave your legs, you know, it grows back thicker and prickler. So I'm I'm shaving oh, yeah. like just bare skin fluff, hoping that oh, really? you know, the fluff yeah. will grow back, you know. Yeah. Kind of- <laughs> oh no. I heard that as well. Like you you shave it. Well, I don't know about you, I didn't go to your extent where there's like nothing there. 
But um, I, I mean, the same thing. It's like, yeah, like... So I'm going to shave every day just so it, it thickens up a bit. Mm. There you go. I've been mm. going to the gym, man. I've started going to the gym like the last... Me too. Probably like, I don't know, two two weeks ago I started going. Um, yeah, did so you, did you did you have a break, did you? You didn't, you weren't going to the gym? I was doing, I, I was doing stuff at home just because I've been sitting down so much. My body mm. just, just did not like sitting down, you know, yeah. um... Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I I bought like a little thing at home, a chin up bar, and uh, you know, bench press and a few different pieces. I was running throughout COVID, but it's not the same as actually going and having the right equipment. So, I, you know, I I, I was I didn't have, really judge him properly for six months or something. Yeah, and I've just had to kind of come out of doing some osteo, some physio, get my body back. Yep, you know, connecting. Um, so, but I've just been going the morning. Get, get rid of a bit of the COVID schmaltz um, from just when I'm not exercising, you know, I'll yeah. enjoy life a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so I've just been going every morning and just doing a bit of cardio. Like this morning I went and did 30 minutes last night. I had a work break up. So we had a few wines and I thought I just wanted to go into a bit of a sweat session, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, dust off the cobwebs. Yeah. But, nice. uh, yeah it's good. Yeah. I'm feeling good, man. Like I, I, I don't, I'm not, I mean, I'm doing weights here. So I'm kind of at the moment, my routine's like a kind of lightish to medium weight. I'll say medium weight training. Yeah. Yep. Then I've got surfing and then I've got my yoga. So those three together, man, I'm just fucking feeling real balanced across everything. Like mm. feeling stronger now because the gym, but then agile, flexible, stable because of yoga. And then I 100%. guess surfing's more of a, kind of strength and also a lot with um fitness and um what's that word more of a cardio type thing yeah so yeah yeah feeling well, all sick. The swimming yeah hell yeah man oh yeah mm. um it's good to hear about your your biz man all the stuff you got going mm. for next year so well done man how yeah. you been kind of feeling with it like closing out the year well i guess and this is the kind of stuff that i you know i'm really wanting to talk about as well is just you know um I, like all the stuff, internal stuff yeah. that I had to overcome just to like, to really find my own voice again and say, you know what, this is, I, I know that I need to do, do things at my pace, you know, same like you go to, you go to gym. Like I did a mm. marathon last year. If you're out there running a marathon and you try to run somebody else's pace, you will fuck yourself mm. and you won't finish the race and you'll think I can't do marathons. Yeah. So that's what was kind of happening with me over and over again. Um, and really like I've gone, yep, January's my thing. I'm holding that truth for myself. And it's just given me the time um, to allow for the things that need to happen to happen. So um, yeah, really good. I've got everything, you know, kind of getting set up now. There's still things that are uh, uh, needing to be done. Like I haven't, you know, fully recorded the program, but I feel good about like, I feel good about everything. Um, yeah. And I feel like I've got a team now, you know, I just had meetings yesterday with my, We've got like a whole kind of team over in the Philippines now, just like that opening that up was just game changing. And Ellis, my partner also helping me. So feeling pumped, man, feeling really, really good, you know, um, and excited. Sick, man. Like that's probably like a good thing to start with. So why don't we, you do your intro, let us know like who you're helping everything like that. Mm -hmm. And then maybe let's start with kind of your backstory. Yeah. With like, what's happened to you in the past and then, you know, the mm. learnings that you've got from it and then where you're at now. So let's go. Cool. 
Hi guys, my name's Scott Andrews and I'm a confidence coach uh, for men. So I specifically work with men who are feeling stuck right now um, and they've probably made some success in their business, in their life, but then something's kind of, they've just got to a sticking point and they don't know how to get themselves kind of to, the, to that next kind of level. And how that's showing up in their life is it's, they're probably drinking more, they're probably within themselves, you know, uh, noticing that they just don't feel good. They're anxious, they're tired, they're stressed. It's impacting their relationships. So it starts to have all these different roll-on effects. But um, specifically, these guys, they want to, you know, have a great life. They want to have all the things that they that they know that they've always wanted, but they just can't seem to make it happen. And each time they put some area, some interest into one area, the other areas kind of fail. So I guess where I come in is, you know, whilst I call myself a confidence coach, you know, it really is kind of life coaching, but through my story, which I'm excited to share with you guys today, um, I realized- How excited that are you, mate? What's that? How excited are you? Scale of one to 10. Uh, unless it's 12. a- yeah, yeah, twelve. Less, less than twelve, mate. We're we're twelve. This twelve. It's definitely a twelve. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. So yeah, I just realised that underneath everything for these mm. men, including myself, it's all about confidence, mm-hmm. and not situational confidence or external confidence, which is like validated by this thing, this thing, this thing. I'm talking about internal, grounded uh, confidence, where you know who you are, you know, like what are the truths for you. And when you take that into any situation, whether it's your relationship, your business, that's something where, you know, no matter what happens in your life, you've kind of, you feel safe. And a lot of the journey that I've just been on over the last kind of, you know, 20 years of having depression and anxiety and like a plethora of all of these kind of challenges, mm. but also being super ambitious, I have just just gone on an absolute roller coaster ride. Um, and through that, just really figured out, um, I guess how to, how to, you know, a a formula to do really anything that you want to do. Um, so, you know, and it starts with confidence. So, you know, it's a long, a long intro, but life coach, but, um, specifically working with, um, what it takes to actually have unshakable confidence within yourself that you can take into any area of your life and really create all the things that you want. The reason you said the depression and the, the anxiety, yeah, and you said you were super ambitious, were, were those feelings at the same time? Or were you like, when you're depressed, it's like there's no ambition, and then you kind of take some time, snap out of it, and you're like, all right, I'm back on. Or is it, are they overlapping, those two things? Well, I can tell you exactly what would happen is I would have, you know, because I didn't have confidence within myself, I thought that if I had, if I was an entrepreneur or if I was, you know, other stuff that I've done, whether it was modeling or triathlon or DJing, I thought if I did that thing, then I'd feel like unconsciously, I thought I'd be safe. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, because I felt mm. just petrified. I was just in fear all the time. So going back to what you're saying before about the business thing, the ambition and the depression, they were, they were, and even when we started coaching together, I told you, I feel like there's two different modes of myself mm-hmm. and those are the different modes. There's the ambitious me and there's yep. the, the me. And what would happen is the ambitious me would go, let's go out and let's, am I allowed to swear? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Let's go out and let's fucking do this thing. Let's <laughs> yeah. get like, I'm going to, and I would just drop everything in my life, mm. drop my friends, drop, 
I'd move to Melbourne. I'd do whatever it took. And I read the books. I did the personal development. Burn the ships, you know, do this. And, I ha- and I'm, a, I'm like a really intense person, as you probably would have noticed. So <laughs> I, went, I went in all in on this stuff. Mm. And like what I do is because it wasn't from a grounded place and because the reason why I wanted to do it was because I thought if I got there, then, then I'd be enough. Mm. Then mm. I would feel, and from a nervous system level, then I'd feel safe because I was always in fear. So the ambition and the drive came from fear. Mm-hmm. And so what would happen is because fear was my driver, every time that I hit a road bump, it'd be a, a, a proof that I'm not enough proof that I'm stupid, proof that I'm not smart, proof that I'm a loser, proof that I'm a failure, proof that everybody else was right. And the, the smallest bit of belief that I had in myself was wrong. And so that would shatter my world. It would shatter my world because I've left my friends behind. I've left my partners behind. I've left my home behind. And now I'm all alone. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I thought was going to work for me, and I've actually gone out and vocally told everyone <laughs> what yeah. I was going to do. Now I'm just in shame, guilt, like, and I'm thinking the thing that I thought was going to make my life better is now gone. And so the pattern that would happen for me was I would do that thing. And I, I could tell you <laughs> all the different things that I've done, but whatever that thing that I thought I would do, Mm-hmm. Uh, I would do that thing. I would hit a few road bumps. It's okay. You know, I'd mentally, it's okay. I can do it. But deep down, I was suppressing all of the shit that was underneath. And so I would, I'd ignore, I'd ignore until I could not ignore any longer. And my nervous system would go, you're in too much fear. And it would shut me down. And it would self, like, which was what I want to talk about today, self-sabotage. I would mm-hmm. self-sabotage myself in some way. Or I'd get so anxious that I would completely disassociate. And I would go into lockdown and the shame and guilt that I felt in that phase Mm -hmm. would put me out for six months to 12 months to a few years sometimes. Right. So I would just repeat that pattern over and over and over with just different things, not realizing. And I would do the exercise. I'd do the mindset. I'd do the personal development. I'd read the books. I'd see the psychologist, but, and this is what I'm super 12 out of 10 excited to share with everybody today is about the nervous system and how all of those things that I was doing, those modes, and some people might not have the extreme nature that I have where I've gone to the extreme, but they might know that feeling within themselves where, mm. you know, <clears throat> their goals are not coming from a, from a trusting grounded place. It's underneath that is all these things that they think that they need to get this thing so they can feel some way. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about self-sabotage for a second because you yep. mentioned that. Yep. So questions will be number one is what is self-sabotage and mm-hmm. how does someone know if they're actually self-sabotaging? Very good question. And I'm excited to answer. So 12 out of 10 excited. Um, actually, self, you know what? 12 Wait, Scotty, before you get that, while it's on my mind, you said that you model, you used to model. Mm. Who did you, what, what did you do modeling wise? Um, I did a lot of catwalk stuff, like runway stuff for Melbourne fashion, spring Ooh. fashion. Yep. Um, I did a few like medium to high end suit brands, a guy named Godwin Charlie. If you don't know Godwin Charlie, check his stuff out. He dresses Godwin. a lot of the uh, yeah, Godwin, G-O-D-W-I-N. He dresses a yep. lot of celebrities and a lot of um, football players, stuff like that. 
really good price suits, but tailored stuff, really nice. Um, you know, uh, some other international um, brands. I did it for a couple of years. I tried yeah. and kind of wasn't really making traction initially. And then I kind of came back when I was a little bit older and, and a bit more mature and, and, and had a good crack at it. But I realized from doing that, that, um, that, yeah, I, I would get to the end of it. Like that was one of those things. I want to do this. And then I'd mm. get to it. I'd achieve it. And I think, why did I want to do this again? And I'd realize mm. that it was my ego. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I thought I could, I was very shy with women. And I thought like, if I did that, I wouldn't have to approach, you know, they would approach me. Right? Or, <laughs> yeah. Like, and which, which actually did happen, you know, but yeah. it was like, yeah. I just realized a lot of the things that I wanted were not things that I truly wanted from my heart, but things that I wanted from my head. Mm. I actually, I, um, I had that thing. Yeah. Know? Didn't I, you do a bit of modeling? Hey, I did a bit of uh, modeling. Well, no, I tried out. Did I do a bit of modeling? I don't recall that I did. Did I? Pretty good looking rooster. Oh, I'm just like thinking, have I, have you seen something of mine? Um, I actually tried out for modeling of twice, not because, yep. not because I wanted to be a model, just because I'm like, oh, people said, oh, you should do modeling. And then I'm like, oh, I can, yeah. make, some, I can make some easy money out of this. And when I was like, start, I remember when I first started. It can, like, be, good, it can be really good money. Well, I, I, got, I got knocked back twice. I went, um, oh. this is maybe five years ago, I started a business and I'm like, all right, well, I need some kind of part-time work. I'm like, all right, let's do some modeling stuff. And I just, mm. I just had no respect for the industry in regards to, when I say no respect, as in I didn't realize what was involved. I just thought it's like, oh, well, you rock up and you just get a photo. It's hard. It's fucking hard. You get man. just failure after failure. I can yeah. tell you, I left some <laughs> castings. Mm. And I went straight to McDonald's and fucking ate a, ate a cheeseburger. Like, it's easy. <laughs> like, yeah. Some of the times, you know, I would put myself in these situations like that. Mm. But that's not a healthy situation for somebody who had such deep um, instability within myself. You know, like mm. that was a very toxic environment for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of failure. So, <laughs> yeah, man. Well, let's see. It didn't work out for me. So, uh, there you go. But, uh, yeah, it's not yeah. just, it's not just about looks. Like, I remember the first time I went in, they're like, oh, let's get some photos. And I don't, yeah. have, I don't have confidence behind the camera, man. Like, from doing like this social media stuff with this business. Well, you didn't. I have, now you well, I'm not put it this way yeah if taking photos i still get uncomfortable now taking photos is much harder than video because it's a still yeah. picture and you think and it's an unnatural thing and especially mm. when you're in a room and if yep. you do a casting and there's a thousand other people going for a job and yeah. you're posing and they're going okay you've got 30 seconds mm-hmm. take like sometimes i do underwear stuff take mm. your clothes off get into your jocks mm. and do yeah. a runway walk in front of a thousand other people that are also models yeah that's and like you know man. like ah. it's very intimidating and yeah. these are people that you know yeah anyways it, taking pictures though is the out of all the things mm. um taking pictures is is the hardest yeah i agree i mean look it's it, that's for us yeah there's a lot of there's yep. people on the opposite end where they're sweet with photos they, they struggle with videos, but you and I are the yeah. same. We're comfortable with video, but... Because I'm more of a flow person. I soon as, yeah. yeah. There you go. Well, um, mate, this podcast is actually about modeling. There you go. I did tell you that we're just going to go wherever it needs deal. to go. <laughs> so getting back to self-sabotage, man. Yes, um, yes. So what, what, is the, what actually is self-sabotage? And then yep. how do we actually know if we are self-sabotaging? Yeah. So self-sabotage everything comes back to the nervous system. So self-sabotage is 
a better way to think about it is self-protection. Mm-hmm. And I want whoever's listening to this to really let that land. Self-sabotage is always, always self-protection. So the question when you, when you know that as a truth, and this is not me just saying this stuff, this is research, um, hmm. polyvagal theory, trauma-informed coaching. This is not um, a conspiracy theory or anything, is this it? This is not a conspiracy theory. This is, this is science and research of many years. And it's going to be coming. There's a few people that are at the forefront of this, Marston Kipp, uh, the holistic psychologist, um, and I think there's another girl that I really like. But it's, it's all based around polyvagal theory and um, trauma-informed coaching or functional coaching, life coaching. But essentially, um, self-sabotage is self-protection. So what the, the thing is, what are you protecting yourself from? So um, the nervous system, okay, is based on, you know, your past experiences. And what its job to do is to keep you safe. Everybody's, from a, from a biological standpoint, you're, you're, as a human, you've got two kind of biological roles. Number one is to not die, yeah, to keep yourself safe. And the other one is for growth and creation. So you've kind of got these two modes that you could be in, either fight or flight and this kind of safety mode or kind of growth and creation, which is like survival versus thrival. Mm. So I think the other question you said to me was like, how does somebody know if they're self-sabotaging? And this, that's actually a simple answer because if you can't actually just do the thing that you want to do, then you're self-sabotaging yourself in some way. But if you get away from the word self-sabotage and we look at self-protection. So if I was to like use myself as an example, um, I did so many different programs, courses. I've had different businesses. And every time it was some form of, I would just go into fight or flight, which basically just means that my nervous system has predicted a some form of um, situation either in the present or in the future whereby I could feel unsafe and um, and 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 feel scared or feel threatened or feel pain pain especially but the nervous system bases its ideas on your past so if you had a lot of fear and pain and um, your experience as a child or as a teenager was built around instability and unsafety then you're going to have a lot of stuff um, that you'll be protecting yourself from. So one of the ones for me was even just people pleasing. Like if I felt like I liked somebody and I wanted their approval, then that would just send me into fight or flight. I couldn't actually, I couldn't just be authentic Mm. in, in every situation. And so like, it's just, it's just so for me, it was so crippling that, I just had, and this is what I've done the last 12 months. I just had so many past things that I need to heal because the way that the next question that we should ask is, okay, well, if you pretty much every person self-sabotaged in some ways, like if you look at, you know, the wheel of life, you've got your, you know, your, your health and your wealth and your relationship in some area, we all have goals, right? You know, everyone has something that they want to do that they're probably not acting in alignment with that. Or sometimes we just want things and we don't even, we don't even give ourselves the opportunity to focus on it. Um, so I guess, um, what I'm trying to say is that every single person self-sabotaging in some way, if we take it back to, I guess, probably the listeners here, it's in business. If you're just not showing up in the way that you want to show up, or if you're struggling to take action on something that you want to do, or if you're struggling to find clarity, all of those things are self-protection mechanisms Mm. to keep you safe. So then if you go deeper, it's like, well, that's where we can start to discover what are you trying to keep yourself safe from? And that takes work. 
So how do you actually identify? I mean, do you need to identify? Because I guess everyone listening to this is going, the next question they're going to be asking, well, how the fuck do I? Yeah. How do so I tools. break free of the self-protection? There's tools. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, there's tools. So, I mean, if you're just, if you're, this doesn't apply for everyone. If yeah. you're actually showing up the way you want, you want to show up, and by the way, patience in business takes patience. I'm, you know, you're not, I'm not talking about like if you're just being impatient, you're not where you want to be. But if you look at your life and you're, you're showing up in, in, the, in the areas that matter to you most, then you probably don't need to worry about this. You probably don't have um, stuff that you're protecting yourself from. But if you look at your life and, and you're saying, well, oh, I didn't do this because I didn't have time or I didn't show up on that thing because of this or I really would like to do this, but I'm just not somebody who's good at videos. All of those things are self-protection mechanisms. Um, and instead of saying, well, instead of judging yourself and making a meaning for yourself that I'm not good at something, mm. um, it's really about looking underneath and saying, like I said, what are you protecting yourself from? So the question that you asked is, you know, what are the, how can we identify that there's a protection mechanism? Or how can, so it's just simply that thing that I mentioned before, which is if you're not doing what you want to be doing, you have to look underneath and that starts with awareness. Right. So there is like a, like none of this can be like fixed, like in a second, it actually starts by just noticing what's underneath. So if you notice yourself, there's two modes, right? There's fight or flight. Okay. Which the feeling and sensation of that is you trying to control things. You worrying about things, you overthinking things, you procrastinating on things. Okay. You avoiding things. All of those are symptoms of fight or flight. So you can instantly go, okay, well, that's a red flag. I'm in right. I'm in fight or flight. And sometimes you'll feel it on a scale of one to 10, you'll feel 10, which is like completely overwhelmed. Sometimes it might be even just a two can make you procrastinate. So it's really understanding, like everyone knows, you know, you know everyone, you know, they talk about flow. They talk about like being in the zone. That is just your authentic self. <laughs> the problem is that we have mistaken because mm-hmm. we're in fight or flight all the time. We've got bills. We've got kids. We've got things. And all those things trigger us. All of those things trigger us. So it's not about if you're protecting yourself. It's a matter about like how much and where is it? Every single person is doing it in some area. Mm-hmm. But it's really just about actually tuning into your body and noticing where, and where am I at right now? Like even for me this morning, I had a few drinks last night because it was my work breakup. Um, I didn't sleep as well. I was thinking, you know what? I'm actually a little bit nervous. Mm. I'm actually a bit nervous about hopping on this podcast. And you know what? A thought popped into my head. You're a confidence coach. You shouldn't be nervous. And I said, Mm. actually, no, that's okay. Like I felt that nervousness. And even just think about that word nervousness. If you're nervous, you're feeling scared and unsafe, which is one of those biological roles of the body. And it's in the nervous system. So a system in your body is is being activated right now. So I just went there. I realized, okay. And I went through, what am I feeling right now? I'm feeling nervous. Okay. Why am I feeling nervous? What's underneath that? Well, I want to look good. I don't want, I want to, I want people to think Scott's a good coach. And Mm. so there's a fear right now that if I show up, um, not with the energy or not with the thing that I want to show up as, then I won't get to have that. So that's what's triggering me. Mm. Um, question I've got mm-hmm. is first of all, what is when you say nervous system, really mm. easy way of explaining exactly what the nervous system 
Because if you ask me what is the nervous system, to be honest, I couldn't even answer it. I'd be like, um, yeah. something, it's a system that's nervous. So for maybe I'm the only person that doesn't know what a nervous system is or how to explain it. Like what's nervous system? Uh, it's just a system in your body that decides whether you get to feel safe or not. That's it. That's it. So um, there's parasympathetic. Yep. There's two different parts of it. One is rest and digest. And one is like kind of like safety and, and protection and fight yep. or flight. Yep. Fight or flight, rest and digest. In rest and digest, you'll feel relaxed, calm, grounded. You'll have clarity in your mind. You'll be able to, you know, just be your authentic self. In mm. fight or flight, everything will feel a little bit like nervous. So think, if you think about your nervous system, that's where just the word nervous, if your nervous system is activated, you will feel nervous whether in your mind or in your body. If it's not mm. activated, you won't. And that's the nervous system. Gotcha. Um, my next question was around about dis- like identifying the difference between dis- fear and self-sabotage. So for example... Yeah. We're talking about videos. Yeah. So, um, yeah. common thing is a lot of people don't do like to do lives. Excuse me. My protein yeah. is just slowly <laughs> going down my esophagus. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, um, let's just say you got someone where they're like, oh, you know, we're building our business, right? And there's, yeah. you're constantly, if you're going to be growing, you're constantly tackling shit that scares you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's just say someone comes up to it's like, well, they don't really like doing lives. or they don't feel comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, I know I've got to do lives. You know, it's just what my audience want. I've got to be there and connect with them. So it's a thing that yep. I've got to do. This person actually goes ahead and does the live and they're still yep. scared. Yeah. And it takes them, you know, yep. every time they do it, they're still nervous about it. And, and maybe it's getting a little bit better, but still, they're still yep. scared. That's, that's person B, person A. Person B, it's like they know they've got to do lives, but they just go to do it and they just can't do it. They pull out mm. in the last second or something yep. comes up or they get busy, whatever it is. So are they, are they like person A, is that just normal fear that we all experience? And you know, what is the fear underneath it? Well, it's ultimately because you just want to look good and you want to be liked by everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Is like that. That's not self. I just want to identify the difference between fear. and Yeah. Yeah. So, yep. so, for fear is a normal, natural part of the body, and it comes, it's, it's what the nervous system is based around, right? So, mm-hmm. the difference, and this is the, this is the key here, is if you haven't had, if you have internal confidence, you can use courage. You can use courage, okay? Because think about this your nervous system, you can stretch it, but you can't strain it. Nervous system, you so, can stretch it but you can't strain it. What does that mean? If So your nervous system, think about it. if you are confident, what does confidence mean? It means that essentially if you, what, why would you need confidence? If mm-hmm. you had confidence, essentially why anybody want confidence is to not feel fear. All right. That again. So if it, what, the reason why people want confidence, if you said, yep. Oh, why would you want more confidence to, to do a video? Mm-hmm. If you ask that person, because I underneath everything it's because they don't want to feel scared. Yep. So, all of fear, all that stuff's in the nervous system, right? So if you have a solid nervous system, what you're really saying is you have a solid amount of internal confidence and safety. Mm, right. So confidence to me is being safe. Internal grounded confidence is feeling safe to be yourself. Now, like what you said in business, you are going to have to, if you want to grow, do things that make you feel uncomfortable. 
But if you don't have a grounded sense of internal confidence, if you go to do a video, it will strain your nervous system. And the nervous system says, not today, buddy, too much. You'll have mm. a meltdown. I'm protecting you. Right. So we don't want to hate our nervous system. We want to befriend it and go, thank you, nervous system. Thank you for keeping me safe. I love you. You've got me this far, but hey, I've got it from here. But it, there's two parts to that. And number one is you need to do the, you need to actually, t- it's called disconfirming, disconfirming um, exercises. So you, it's important to build your courage muscle. That's your external, you know, you could call that external confidence, but it's really courage. So you'd build that through doing things that make you feel uncomfortable. You have to do that to build your, your nervous system. That's actually strengthening your nervous system. Mm. But what most people do, like I did, is I chose fucking epic things to do. So <laughs> you, can, you can only last so long doing that because your so, nervous system so, mm. gets too much. It's too much for it. So from a metaphorical point of view, so basically what you did is that you didn't go to the gym and start on five kilos. I you went, went straight 4,000 kilos. Straight up. Straight up. I okay. said, and I told everyone, yeah, even this, I then also told everyone I was going to do it. You know, mm, so yeah. I set myself so you up already in. into an unsafe environment. Yeah. So you, what we want to think about is if we go back to that video thing, for somebody mm. who's not showing up and doing their videos, and they, what happens is they start judging themselves, which only makes them feel more unsafe. They say, mm. you're not good at videos. You told Luke you're going yep. to do a video. You went on Instagram. You told everyone you were going to do a live on Friday. You didn't show up. You're not committed. Mm. You're not consistent. And then you make a meaning about yourself that maybe I'm not meant to be a coach. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. And all that does is make you feel more unsafe, more disconnected, more uncertain. And that's what, that's how that negative cycle happens until we then will take a break. And then when we feel safe, we might take another step forward again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, 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 the point to remember this, everything's coming from the nervous system. You've got two modes, either where you feel safe or when you feel unsafe. Unsafe, okay, is when you have strained your nervous system. Now, for me, and we've done some work together, mm. the thing that strained my nervous system was feeling like I was going, was judging myself for going so slow. And a big part of this is you really need to realize that, like as we said before we jumped on this, I ran a marathon last year and if you run a marathon and are comparing yourself to anybody else's pace, and if you try to run somebody else's pace in a marathon, you are going to just burn it. You're just gone. You're going to burn out. Right. Yeah. And so it doesn't, but yeah, some people out there, I'm talking 120 kilo people that are running half marathons and you look at them and I'm thinking, Oh my God, what what an amazing, but they're going so slow Mm. now in business. Everybody will tell you, you need to go fast and you do this and blah, blah, blah. You go as slow as you need to go. And I don't care how stupid that it might look to somebody else. If you need to, if you need, if you know in your heart that I'm just not ready, like let's say you're not showing up, you're not doing a video, right? Instead of forcing yourself to keep doing videos, if you're the guy that has internal confidence, you can just use courage. Just, you'll just get over it. It's fine. But if you're actually going to such a state of fight or flight that you're feeling awful, you're feeling and you're judging yourself and you're going to negative cycles, then you actually really need to put the video on hold. And you need to you need to actually tune into yourself mm-hmm. and actually start with something smaller. Because it does more worse than good. It's gonna do it's gonna do more damage than it is yeah. good. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, until you, and it might be just the fact that you know you have your own back and you don't force yourself to do something mm-hmm. begins to build back self-trust. A lot of people will say self-trust is showing up every day, you know, and crushing it and following through your word. But self-trust is just knowing yeah. that you are your own like leader. You are, you know, your own person that's got its own back. And sometimes that does mean having a conversation saying, hey, mate, look, we've got to step up here. Sometimes it says, it means actually going, you know what? I, I can hear you. I listen to you. Yep. This is, this is, you know, we really need to just have our own back in certain situations. And that does take discernment. All of this comes back to really just, you have to build a relationship with yourself like you would another person. How many of us just ignore all of the sensations that are going on in our body, forcing ourselves to do things? You have to actually build a relationship with your with who you are. Mm. And so for the men that I work with, that's the first thing I do is teach them how to get out of their head and connect with their heart, connect with their gut. Because when you're in your head, you're, you're in fight or flight. When you're in yep. your gut, you can actually get instantly out of that in a second and come back and feel grounded again. Um. So, but it starts by just noticing where you're at, noticing your energy. Mm, I've got a question um, around the nervous that. system. Sorry, keep What's going. Keep yeah, going. No, I'm done. Go for it. Yeah, you sure? You sound like you kept yeah. going. No, no. All right. Um, mate, the nervous system. Yeah, you said you can't strain your nervous system. Is this for everyone or? You can uh, strain your nervous system, but you'll end up in, yep. in, in deep fight or flight. So depending on how much shit you've got, suppressed underneath mm-hmm. and old past experiences that you've made negative meanings about yourself. So beliefs about yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. I'm not smart enough. I can't just even the word. I can't, if you're in, just in school, you told yourself, I can't, I can't, I can't. And that was really um, painful for you. Any experience, essentially this is how it works. Any experience in your past where you felt a higher than normal level of anxiety or pain or discomfort, your nervous system says to itself in your subconscious, this is painful. This feels like we're going to die. And it could be that your girlfriend dumped you, or it could be that you've felt stupid in class. It doesn't matter. It could be that your mom didn't pick you up on time from school. It doesn't matter. The nervous system says, I'm going to protect Scott so that he never has to feel like this again. And so the how that might show up is, and then it makes a meaning. Okay. It's unsafe for me to speak up in class it's unsafe for me to do this. And these are all in your subconscious, right? And so we know 90% of our behaviors are from our subconscious and 10 from the conscious mind. So the conscious mind, which is who you think you are, has only 10% of the power in terms of what it decides you get to do, Mm. which is insane. Yeah. So if you're wondering why you're not doing things, it's all in your subconscious. So it does take doing work. And like I said to you before, there are tons of tools that you can use to reprogram, reparent and um, re uh, align your nervous system and your subconscious mind so that it works for you, not against you. If you're not where you want to be right now, it's because of your nervous system and it's because of your subconscious mind. Gotcha. In I, any did, area. I did this. Um, I just did this post this morning. It was uh, what's it called? 16 of my greatest lessons I've learned from 2020 mm. and number 14, courage will enable you to grow quicker than anything else. I want to talk about this courage thing because, uh, yes, you know, um, do I, I believe that. Yeah. Look, I mean, with me, 
I have a healthy level of courage. I don't, I'm not, I don't call myself the most courageous person, but generally in life, generally in most things in life, I would say that I'm a, I've got a, a decent level of courage and it's helped me massively, massively. I would say so. Um, so let's talk about the courage thing because yes. you, you mentioned this thing that I really liked was that you've got to build this courage muscle. 100%. So let's talk about the live thing because it's a common thing. A lot of people don't do the lives, yeah? Um, yep. And it's just a, an easy thing to talk about. It's kind of like whenever you, whenever you use an example about the coaching industry, you always use the health and fitness coach, yeah? And the other, yeah, the other yeah, example. Yeah. So what's an example? It's the goal is that, well, I want to get confident on lives. Yeah, I want to show up on live just as I'm speaking to my partner, my mate, everything like that, yeah? That's the goal. That's what they want to get to. At the yep. moment, they can't even get on the phone. They can't pick it up. They can't push that red button. They just can't do it. You know, they're meant to do it and everything like that, but they just go to do it and they're just like, ah, oh, maybe they've done it and they can't fucking speak. I mean, I've, I've been through it. I've done the live thing. I know how it feels. I, I Same thing. I used to myself done, well, yeah, you do the same. We've all done it. Man. Trammies and everything. Trammies. <laughs> Trammies, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, every time I see a tram, like I just every time, man. I, where was I? Oh, we went to went out for dinner on um, Saturday night in St Kilda, and tram went by, and I was just sitting in the restaurant, and I thought to myself, "Where are you? I go Wonder if I should go on there and and do a tram. Courtney would hate me. She hates when I do that shit. But I think, um, I think yeah. Sorry, go. I was gonna just. I was gonna go back into the question. Yeah. So, Hit us up. So there, there really is just two things. There's the inner game and there's the outer game. The outer game is what you're talking about. It's taking imperfect, inspired action. And imperfect and inspired are important words mm-hmm. because imperfect means that you're not going to judge yourself. It means that if you catch yourself judging yourself, that you need to stop that instantly. So all of this, like you cannot do any of this stuff without... without awareness because otherwise you you can't notice it's like you you just can't notice what's going on so you can't fix it right if it's out of your vision it's not really you can't change it but you must to do anything in life you're going to have to use you're going to have to use courage 100 and you have to build it but the difference is just building at a pace that that is safe for your nervous system so say if you're just talking about the live and thinking okay well how's this like a live's not something that is um super strenuous in the, in the whole scheme of like life. Right. But for somebody who's about to jump on the live, you know, that feeling when you're completely paralyzed and you're just thinking like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, so in that, in that respect, it's one of those things where you need to do these two things, this inner game and the outer game synergistically. I wouldn't actually say, oh, go and do your inner game, wait 12 months till you've healed all your trauma and then go and then go and do your life. Like it's more like you're doing it synergistically. So mm. for instance, emotional freedom technique is, uh, is, is, a, is a technique. I won't go into all the details, but it is scientifically proven to reduce fear. 
So if you were to do something and it makes your nervous system feel safe. So you, for instance, if you were about, if you were you're struggling to do lives, you've, you would go and you could do a tapping, you could do an emotional freedom technique. And I guarantee you, it would, it minimizes the amount of fear that's in your subconscious mind, not even in your conscious. So it's something you can use as a tool. Is that what you tap on your forehead? You, is, there's certain um, points that are, um, you know, what's the acupuncture points? That, uh, that, that tap into your nervous system. Right. So what you do is you would talk about the thing and you can use this in visualization as well. It's been proven over and over and over again. Your brain, your nervous system slash your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between a reality, meaning a true experience and a non-reality, meaning a past or future experience. So you can use things like emotional freedom technique, which is essentially visualization, affirmation, and tapping on certain nervous system um, points to think about doing a life. Actually go, okay, you'd be tapping on your hand right now. And it sounds stupid, right? You have to let go of the, the perception of things and just give things a shot. But you'd be tapping on your wish and going, okay, even though you acknowledge the fear within yourself, even though I feel completely petrified right now, um, I love and accept myself for who I am. Because you're really speaking to that part of you that needs to feel safe. There's a little boy or a little girl inside all of us that just doesn't feel safe. That's the crux of it. Mm. And because of the past things that they've been through. So for some, like, again, I'm speaking to people who are like you, like what you're saying, specifically people who are not doing this live, right? Mm -hmm. Um, For some people, they can just literally do courage. But that's for somebody who actually, that if that's not a strain for their nervous system, if it is a strain, you won't be able to do it if it is is just a if it's just a stretch. You will be able to do it. That's the simple okay. scientific biological nervous system answer. If you yep. can do it, it's a stretch. If you can't do it, it's a strain. So you need to therefore um, calm your nervous system down so that you can actually take action from not a heightened place. Then it will just be a stretch. Mm. So if you've grounded, like if you're going to do your, your your thing and you're already a ten out of ten nervous systems bonkers you're not going to be able to overcome that it is a biological thing that has kept humans alive for millions of years to think that you could overcome that is ridiculous um but if you have for people who have overcome it it's because it is a stretch not a strain it's because yes it is hard and it is scary but it wasn't um wasn't that scary that you couldn't overcome it where it does get interesting is if there is a larger fear you can push yourself. So for instance, if we go back to the trammy and for those of you who don't know what a trammy is, uh, I did a coaching program that Luke was a, a coaching. And one of the things we used to do to break through fear was to hop on a tram and do a speech. And for somebody who now you're getting to know how much fear that I had, a bigger fear for me than speaking on a tram was letting everyone know that I was a pussy. Because I felt like a scared little boy in my, inside myself for my whole life up until last year. Everything I did was to make sure that nobody ever found out that I was a scared little boy. And so hopping on a trammy for me and doing a trammy, do you see whatever the biggest fear is, like that's where it does get interesting Mm -hmm. because if there's a greater fear, you can leverage that. Like for, for me, I did, I was the first person who hopped on that tram and did a speech. But the bigger fear was having my people that I, my people pleasing um, uh, pattern was greater than my fear of speaking on tram. Mm. So I showed up. Yeah. Does that I can, make sense? 
I can definitely relate. I was the same thing, man. The scared thing. I would I would avoid at all costs letting people know that I was scared growing up. Yep. It was like a massive thing for me. And when I went to um, winning international, that was the that was the first time. And winning international was where I actually learned to be a coach. Everyone. Um, it was a, a, a company where we helped coaches build their online business. That was the first time going there, Scotty. It was the first time where I was in an environment where it was supported and encouraged to come out and be vulnerable and admit that you're fucking scared. <laughs> Which is a huge part of it because what yeah. it's saying to yourself is, mm. if you allow yourself to be vulnerable, what it's saying is it's okay to feel this way. I love you. You're safe. I've got your back. I'm not judging you. You mm. know, And that is an environment. Co-regulation is one of the things that you must do to create this safe this safety within yourself so yeah well can we go through like um we're about 45 minutes in yeah yep and we could make this a two-hour podcast i'd like to aim them around about the hour mark so yeah knowing that scotty like where do we kind of where where do you think that we need to kind of start wrapping this thing up like do we yep do we go through the points yep. of how to create courage? Like what are the, what are the really yep. important things yep. that we need to know right now? Point A, point B in any goal. Draw a line. On the top line is your courage. That's building, building your courage muscle. Am I doing and this? Your, what's that? Sorry? Am I actually writing this down? No, I'm just I'm trying to paint a picture. Paint a picture. Right. I'm you doing can write it down if you I'm want. Doing it anyway. So courage a lot. So point A and point B, all right? Yeah. Courage at the and top. Matt, draw a line between point A and point B. Now, this is any goal. So yeah. right now, you, your goal could be a small goal. I want to do lives. Could be a big goal. I want to have a million dollar business. Whatever that mm-hmm. thing is. I mean, there'll be you can use this as a tool for every single thing that you want to do. Point yeah. A, point B. Draw a line. On the top line is your courage, right? And what we're talking about courage here is we're taking imperfect, inspired action, okay, on the thing you want to do, knowing knowing that it's going to send you into fight or flight, knowing that it's called a disconfirming experience, which means that what you're trying to do is you're trying to, like you're going to the gym, it's a progressive overload. If you lift too much, you're going to hurt yourself. You lift too little, you're not moving anywhere, buddy. You are not going to get any results. So you must lift weights, emotional weights, mental weights, courage weights every single day. Now you might, if you're, way down the spectrum you might want to start with something that's not even related to business because if you're too far emotionally loaded in that area start with something small but if you're not that way you can just start with some things you're not showing up in and start you know really be honest with yourself which things scare the absolute shit out of me which things am i just avoiding a little bit and you would start with the small thing depending on where you feel if you ground and really ask yourself honestly where am i at so that's the top level so it's taking action but it's, it, it's small steps every single day in each area. And you might okay. also be honest with yourself, you know, how many, like, do I really want to do this in a million different areas? Like, are you going to try to do, run a marathon, win a bodybuilding competition and like, you know, um, quit smoking all in the same week? Probably not. You should probably pick one small thing you're going to do and build yep. up your courage muscles and know where you're at. Be okay with where you're at and don't let anyone, even your coach or mm. anybody else tell you different. You have to literally just know yourself. So that's the top level. Wait, before you, underneath, head, before you go yeah. underneath, mate, yep. um, you might see a quote on my Instagram page over the next few weeks saying, build your courage muscle. 
People That's like, exactly right. People would be like, oh, it's amazing, Luke. And I'm like, yeah, I thought of it myself. <laughs> so, but it's true, right? Because we all, we all, fitness is a simple thing that we can always relate to because everyone's been to the gym and lifted too heavy and hurt themselves. And people have also been to the gym and just done the same old workout every day and wondered why they're not getting results. You have to do, and you will feel uncomfortable. If you're not willing to feel uncomfortable, don't start. You, you will feel uncomfortable, but it's an amount of comfort that you feel safe. You feel safe doing. And so you have to know that it's going to be uncomfortable. You already know that it's going to be uncomfortable so that you don't go, what's wrong with me? Because it mm-hmm. feels so shit. It will feel like dog shit. Mm, but so like, yep. underneath that, if you know who you are, then you can, you can hold that space to feel uncomfortable. If you don't know who you are, all of your other shit will come up and just write you off. So underneath the line is mm. the inner game. So outer game, which is action. Well, inner whoa, game. Before you get the under the line, mate, I'm still going <laughs> above the line. So basically what you're saying there is that it's like if you're working out, you know when you're going to work out. Well, a workout's not sitting on the couch. You know that you're going to get uncomfortable to some extent, yeah, but it's not we like... We accept pain in the gym, dying, don't we? yeah. Yeah. We accept that when you do cardio, sometimes yeah. you're going to want to hop off the fucking treadmill. Some, yeah. When you do weight, sometimes you're going to feel that pump. It's going to burn like crazy, but you accept that you can do it. And the thing with weights is it's only for a short period of time. So that's why you do feel safe doing it. And everyone else is doing it. And everyone else is feeling pain. So, and they're openly talking about the fact that they're feeling pain. In fact, it's like a badge of honor. I used mm. to walk around the gym with my legs buckled after squats and thinking I'm awesome. Yeah. But you wouldn't do that if you just failed. Like, and mm-hmm. in the gym, failure is the goal. Mm. That's the goal. In, and we think every time I fail, I get stronger. But like as a mirror, mm. we don't think the same thing about business or about life. Mm. We hide we hide all of our vulnerabilities. We hide all of our shit. Mm, that's so cool. I never even thought about it like that. So true. Mm. I've my been a PT question. for 12 years, so a lot of mine are around fitness. <laughs> this guy is a PT. Well, you never, you never, the PT will never leave you. Um, I know that you're really hanging to get, you know, do the transfer from the above the line to below the line. I know you're <laughs> just hanging to get there. I got one more question. This is perfect and inspired action. Yep. So imperfect and inspired action. Let's really quickly and clearly summarize what that is exactly. Imperfect means like you won't know exactly what you need. Like you don't have to know exactly what you need to do. You just need to like the only way to stay stuck is to not do anything. So when you don't know what you should do, anything. It's as simple as that. You should do anything because on the back end, and this is what I got from Ryan as well from winning, action precedes clarity. If you don't have clarity, Number one, it's probably because your subconscious mind's protecting you from it because if it knows that if you got clarity, you might take some action that could potentially hurt you. But put that aside for a second. On the other side of action, you are going to get, you're going to realize that either that got you further or it didn't get you further, which gives you more data. With data, you have more choices, more decisions. So if you're not, you know, imperfect means just taking action, whether you know what you should be doing or not. And figuring mm. out along the way. Inspired mm. means that it's from your heart, not your head. Mm-hmm. To do nice. that, you need to actually build a relationship where you know how to tune into your intuition. Mm. And I'm not just talking about, oh, you know, which way should I drive to work today? Or I'm talking about really knowing, really, really, really knowing in your gut, mm-hmm. like what what you sh- like 
having a connection with that part of yourself from a spiritual lens. Yeah. And the per- imperfect action thing, this is huge for, um, you know, I help a lot of coaches and what generally happens with coaches is that the coaching industry is full of people that operate their business with an employee mentality. Yeah. So, you know, it's so, and the reason being is that, you know, starting a business these days compared to 10, 20, 30 years ago, way different. You know, I, I can 20, 10, 20, 30 years ago, You've got to put down hundreds of thousands of dollars. You've got to open up your shop. You've got to pay your rent. You've got to fit it out. You've got to buy products and infantry. You've got to pay for staff wage. You've got to do all that before you even make one buck. A lot so more barriers to entry. It's way more, way more different. So it's almost like you begin your business. You've got no choice to be 100% in. Heaps of like your whole, there's not skin in the game, mate. You've got your whole body in the game, yeah? And like, you've just got to make it work. It's like, your options are make this fucking work or you're going to be in debt for the rest of your life and your family's going to pay for it. Now it's yep. basically like this. Oh, I want to start a business. It's like, oh, I kind of like the idea. It's like, all right, well, I'll open Can I up pause Instagram you for a second? Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to be rude, but I just yeah. wanted to, what you said there, you see, mm. see how when you start a business back then, Yeah. let's just say it's 100K. And if we go back to your nervous system again, yeah. the fear yeah. of doing a live, when you've got 100 grand in debt, which mm. one's the bigger fear? You yeah, see what exactly. I'm saying? Yeah, a lot of people, yeah, this yeah. stuff that I'm talking about, it's already been happening. We People just didn't know it. And that's mm. why with the coaching industry, if you're not 100 grand in debt, now that debt could send you into fight or flight. You could have a whole nother mountain if you don't have internal confidence. But let's say mm. you do have internal confidence, but you're just scared to do a live or you're scared to go out and take imperfect action. You think you need to know things. You, you don't get a choice like what you said. You're mm. like that thing. The bigger fear is, that it's not you don't you're not fearing like with somebody thinks you look stupid you're thinking i've got a family to feed i've got mm. like if you've got leverage then it can help you break through much quicker as long as it's not too stressful for your nervous system mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah well that makes sense doesn't it it's kind of like i mean <laughs> it's well if the, say for example you're scared of doing a live well and you can't do it, it it's probably because you just haven't really got that much on the line normally it's just your, your, your perception is skewed. You're not thinking about like, you're just focused on the negatives. Like mm-hmm. I think Martini says there's a, you know, there's a, there's a positive and negative. And you know, one of these things you said before is how can you uncover some of this stuff? I think I even did an exercise with winning where you, you, you go, okay, what are the pro, like not pros and cons, but what are the, I think I've even got my board here. Like what are the results of like um, the thing if I if I take this action and what are the results if I don't take this action? And if you really think about like the way to get leverage in a moment like that is go, okay, well, if I don't get on this live, what's how am I going to feel in a year's time? Because I'm not going to probably, if I don't do a live today, I probably won't do it tomorrow. And in a year's time, if you can imagine yourself, sounds dark. If you can imagine yourself a year's time from now and your business hasn't moved one inch, how are you going to feel? Now, instantly, if you're listening to this, you'll think, geez, I'll get on that live. Because nobody, the fear of that feeling is greater than the fear of the feeling that you're feeling now in the present moment. So you can use mm-hmm. this sort of kind of stuff to, to get leverage in the moment. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. Well, the imperfect action thing, it's just something you really need to be able to do. Um, have to. It's like, and it's getting back to the employee mentality thing. It's like, well, you know, I guess when we're, when we're employed by someone, 
compared to running a business, it's way, way different. Yeah. It's like when you're yeah. employed by something, basically with most people, everything gets handed to you. You get support, you get training, um, you know, you get directed. It's like almost like, what yeah. do I do? What do I do? What do I do? It's like, oh, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this, do this. You start your own business, you don't have that. You got to do it. Yourself. You got to figure it out yourself. You got to work away yourself. So you have to get used to, you've maybe conditioned yourself and brought up throughout your career where it's almost where it's like, well, I don't take action until things are right. I don't take action until exactly. things are right. I don't take action until things are right because if I take the wrong action, then, well, it's going to look bad for the company and my boss is going to be pissed off. But if you take that into running and building your own business, you're not going to grow and you have to let go of that. You got to be cool jumping on and say doing alive and fucking up and going, all right, well, I'm going to be talking about drink bottles and how amazing water is and where you can get your best quality water from and how to produce all that. And then you go to speak and you're like, um, Hey, uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, thanks. See ya. So many times I did lives, got five minutes in and then just like shit the bed, didn't, I've lost where I was because I was in my head instead of, when you speak from your head instead of your heart, you're, mm. you're already, you're thinking about what you should be saying whilst you're actually saying it. And then you get lost <laughs> because you're two steps ahead and then you forget where you were. And then it's like, mm. and then uh, so many times I would do a live and then five minutes in, I'd be thinking, Fuck it. Mm. And I just shut it off, you know. <laughs> You're like done. <laughs> <laughs> Was there were there people online? Yeah, 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 hundred percent. But what? you know, like that never like again, because I because if you have enough leverage, yeah, enough drive, enough why to do it, you will keep coming back. Like the number one thing is you just like if you never quit, you won't fail. But it'll mm. just take, it's not about if, it's just about when. It'll just take you a lot longer. And so, mm. like, it's not, it's, it's like, you know, as long as you just keep coming back and you're willing to fail, willing to fail, willing to fail until you get it right. It's just a, it's yeah. just a numbers game. You're going to get it right. Yeah. Guaranteed to. Because every time you fail, you're going to notice, like, every time I failed, I went and, you know, found some other part of myself or realized, oh, there was another piece of me that was, you know. Mm. But imperfect you know, action, 100%. Do you know what's great about um, like having massive failures and like, you know, your, your story about that with the lives? Do you, know do you know what's awesome about that? For anyone listening to this because they're maybe, maybe they've had a massive failure or they're fearing the massive failure. Yes. Um, the, the great, well, do you know what's great about that, Scotty? What? What, Luke? What's yeah, great meant, about it? You meant to say what? Um, yeah, the, the greatest thing. This is what I find. They become your best fucking stories. That a hundred percent. Oh, I love that, talking about my failures. Like I've, I've had some fucking huge ones and I'm like, I used to hide them. I'm like fucking proud <laughs> as fuck of them now. Like I'm grouse. It's like almost because like when you can overcome it. Yeah. It's like, it is a badge of honor. You know, mm. like there's a great question. I went on another podcast, the conscious podcast with uh, Carlo Cirillo. And he, he had a great question. I've used it a lot now, which is what was the, worst thing that turned out to be the best thing what was the like the thing that was the most you know it was the worst thing it turned out to be the best thing mm. which comes back to like a lot of these failures um so yeah yeah it's 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 that's it's very it's very amazing to look back at a failure and go oh you know i got through that yeah it gives you you know but yeah well, mate, guess what it's time it's time to wrap this up, mate. So uh, thanks no for coming on, Scotty. Pleasure. <laughs> I'm only joking, Pleasure. mate.
I'm only joking, mate. Look, look at your oh. face. You're like, mate, what about below the line? What about below, <laughs> what about below the line? No, everyone's going to be. It's all right. Everything happens for a reason. If you, and that's why, like, I'm like, oh, a little bit below the line. That's okay. I thought you would have fought it for that for a reason. I thought you would have fought it for that. You're like, what are you doing? I'm not leaving until I get this below the line thing. Mind you, I, um, is this is this line thing? You know how I said, "Oh, well, let's let's kind of wrap this thing up with 15 minutes yeah. ago." Is this like line thing one out of a many, or is it the only thing? Uh, there's only there's only two things out of game which we talked about: imperfect, inspired action, and below the line drum All right, roll. Here we go. We're about below to reveal the, the below just, the line. Here we below, go. Below the line is just you know all the stuff that a lot of other people talk about but it's just the way in which you go about doing it that's different so it's all of your values your beliefs you know all of that stuff like if you have a belief that i'm not good enough right and then you go and take action you do above the line you take inspired action and you mm -hmm. hit failure what happens is that belief pops up and says see i told you i was right and then it cements that belief and it gets strong so a belief as per tony robbins if you imagine a table the belief is that is the tabletop and the legs are all the times that you it was proven to you into your experience. So if you take what happens is if you take action and you've got all these beliefs and values that you don't really know that's there, but you just keep having these experiences where you're self-sabotaging, you're not achieving your goals underneath, there's going to be shit that's stopping you anchors, you know, invisible things that are actually, um, you know, weighing you down and stopping you. So if you don't work on these things synergistically with that thing, okay, then what happens is when you fail, which is a normal part of business, you have the belief that puts another leg on the table that says you're not good enough. You can't do it. Whatever that thing is. Some people know what their things are. Some people don't. On the opposite way, I call that, the, you know, the kind of the, the anxiety loop or the failure loop or something. On the other side of that, there's a success loop. Same system, but when you do the below the line, the actual inner game work, and you start to grow your beliefs, you start to grow your inner confidence. What happens is when you go and you go and do something and you fail, you've got your own back and you go, I know who I am. This makes no meaning to me. And I've got my beliefs in it. You know, you, you use the tools that you've got, right? But on the plus side of that, so number one, you've got your own back. But on the plus side of that, if you succeed, because sometimes you will succeed, you have now have a new table. You've been setting up your beliefs to say, I am good enough. I am successful. I can do all these things using the tools. And therefore, when you win, you also strengthen the belief. And slowly over time, what happens is not only have you been building your courage muscles, Okay, so you're actually getting stronger. And you're going, I am, I am strong. I am courageous. I am all these things that I'm now thinking. I don't need to prove it to anyone. I know who the f I am, mm. and it's so slowly your identity changes within yourself. Now, if you do just the inner game without the imperfect action, you've got no new things to cement the the belief, and it's just it's just a nothing. It's just something you've been doing in your head. So you have to do both of them. If you just do the courageous action without the inner stuff. You'll do what I did, possibly, and you won't get there. And you'll have a meltdown. You told you'll have yourself an excuse and say it was because of this reason, and it wasn't. It never was. It's so because, mm. yeah. Well, that's like—is that like the spiritual trap? I call it the spiritual trap, where it's like, yeah, uh, it's all like you know, thinking, feeling, feeling amazing, blah blah blah. But there's no action behind it. Now, this is like, as in, I call it the cliche spiritual trap, um, where you get people—they're real spiritual but they don't take action. Is that similar yeah. to what you're talking about it's here? Exact, it's exactly that. So what happened was I would, I would 
have a meltdown from doing just the courage thing. I, I, I was the health guy. I was high performance, you know, mm. mindset, crush it. I read the books and I did all that stuff. But underneath, I wasn't doing the spiritual side. I wasn't doing the, 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 the connection side. Now I do a lot of stuff with just really connecting with who I am and building my relationship with myself and healing the old past parts of me that feel unsafe. There's all different parts of us that feel unsafe that will need to protect us, i.e. sabotage us in certain situations. So now when I notice myself sabotaging myself, or I notice myself, my nervous system is activated. I go and I, I realize that it's a part of me from a past situation that feels scared and is trying to protect me. So I go and I build, I make that part of me feel safe using certain tools, which we don't have time to talk about today, but people can follow my Instagram and Facebook and they can reach out if they want to. Um, obviously, as you know, I've got my Confident Man program starting in, in January. So I'll be, you know, taking people through this process, but it's not just a spiritual process. Part of it is taking action. You do need to do the top line and the bottom line synergistically. <laughs> They can't see you, Scotty. They can't see your air drum rolls there, mate. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, that's that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. All right. So let's summarize this A to B line thing here. We've got courage at the top, which is imperfect action. Yes. And then below we've got our inner game. What comes yep. – What comes? I know we've got to work with on those synergistically, I think the word that you used. Yep. What comes first out of those two? I would do the, the inner game stuff. Like if you were going to, you'll just go like, like one, two, one, two, one, two, just building. Like you shouldn't yep. do either of the, You should just like, it's not something, the inner game stuff is something you do every day. Mm -hmm. What's like not, a, what's like a quick exercise that we can go, all right, this, this listener can go bang. This is what I'm going to start doing to work on my inner game. If, if you're talking about the types of people who are going to be watching this, I'd be oh, yeah. I mean, doing the staples, things like um, meditation, Yep. As a, a meditation creates awareness and reduces the nervous system, right? Empties the cup, but emotional freedom technique will literally rewire fear Which within your tapping. nervous system. That's the tapping. The tapping. Emotional freedom technique. There's an app called Tapping Solutions, which is the number one thing. You can do a paid version, which has it all sorts of stuff, and and then you can do a free version, which you can just get a couple of tappings. But it's one of those things where you've got to relinquish your, the stories in your head about how could this work? You're not. You know, you don't, you fly in an airplane. You don't think, how does this work? I'm not hopping on it. You just accept that it works and mm -hmm. you get on the airplane. So I'm giving you an airplane to take you to from point A to point B. So it's just like one of those things where you won't know how it works. You just need to have faith, do it. And then on the back end of doing it, action creates clarity on the back end of doing it. You'll have data. You'll say this either worked or it didn't work. So emotional freedom technique, meditation, proper breath work, which is, which, I mean, I've bawled my eyes out more in the last 12 months than I ever have in my life. So much suppressed emotions in there. When you do a proper breath work session, which is not meditation, all of your shit will come up, all of it. And emotion, which is energy in motion, gets trapped in the cells of your body. So when you actually do um, deep, proper breath work, it actually unlocks the energy that's stuck in the cells because it floods the brain and the body with um, higher levels of um, high levels of oxygen and hydrogen. So it literally unblocks it. So these are the types of tools, prompted journaling. I saw soul, soul questions. So asking certain questions to build a relationship with that part of you. Um, and then one of the main techniques that I also use is just reparenting. 
So it's noticing when you've done these things, you're going to be more connected to your body and outside of your head. So you're going to notice when you feel nervous. You're going to notice when you feel scared. You're going to notice things that come up. And you can actually, instead of just thinking, oh, I don't want to feel this, I don't want to feel this, I don't want to feel this, and distracting yourself, you can stop and pause and ask yourself, what's underneath this? And the deeper you go, the more you'll find. And that's when you can take those findings back into those breathwork sessions, those meditations, and start to heal them. But all you need to do to heal that part of you is really just make it feel safe because it's a younger part of you that's a child, a teenager, mm-hmm. and that they weren't able to get the love and support and care that they needed from themselves or from a parent or person at the time when, where that original, that's called an, 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 um, an OI, an original incident happened. And so you go back and you literally just, every time that you feel unsafe in your day-to-day life right now, you just feel that part of you. And as the leader that you are now, you make that younger part of you feel safe by, you know, just communicating with it. But there's, I mean, I'm not going to be able to tell you exactly how to do it in full detail now, but that's the crux of it. So it's doing the actual deeper work and then it's reparenting each time that nervousness comes up, making yourself feel safe, loved, accepted. That's it. All right. So if anyone listening wants to find out more about Scotty, where are they finding mate? Um, my Instagram tag is I am Scott Andrews. Um, my Facebook is Scott James Andrews. Um, so those are two good ways. I actually have got a free training that will be out in the next coming weeks, which kind of explains all of this stuff in more depth. So if you're someone, that's probably the best thing you could do. Um, this podcast so, won't be out until January. So that's, okay. that's all good. That's all right. It'll be, it'll be running through, it'll be running through January. It'll be out mm. like as a, as a general um, a thing from now on. So yep. you can do that. Um, and, uh, obviously Instagram, Facebook, and, um, yeah, they're the, they're the best channels. If you've got questions, you can just DM me. I'm pretty active on there. Um, mm. and I love, obviously you can sound pretty passionate about this stuff. So mm. I, I love talking about it. So, um, so yeah, that's, and, um, cause I know you said you help men can, can females reach out and follow you as well if they want. So females can definitely reach out. As I said, I, I don't do this, you know, just for a job. This is like in my bones. Um, I love to help people and I've been doing it as a coach for 13 years now. I'm just now transitioning less from a health perspective, more to a soul and mindset perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I do. I don't specifically help women in my programs. However, my partner um, Ellis Debona, who's absolutely amazing and has been a huge part of my growth journey, and has helped me with a lot of these extra tools that I didn't have. Um, she also does exactly the same thing as I do for women. So she runs a, a program um, for women and teaches uh, very similar things, but more catered towards the feminine. Uh, and a little bit more spirituality. But for people, both of us work mostly with people who are uh, either in, in business, who are either entrepreneurs or, um, you know, working for a company uh, and kind of entrepreneurs, as they say. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, male, female, follow Scotty. Male, female, reach out if you've got a question. He'll definitely yep. help you and direct you in the, um, send you in the right direction. Mate, guess what? We've, um, we've actually got okay. the hour mark on the episode. There you go. Which... <laughs> Which means something because I don't normally crack the hour. I normally do maybe 30, 45 minutes, 50-ish. This has actually been one of my f- mo- like most favorite episodes for the whole year, mate. So there you go. congratulations. Well, thank you for having mate. me on. I loved it. Um, I loved it. I'm sure I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Yeah. 
thanks, Scotty, man. Really appreciate you coming on, man. Like, is you're just full of heaps of knowledge. I've learned heaps of stuff, you know. And when you're going through a lot of this, what are these things? I um, I'm like, now yeah, I'm going to use this for my own clients because, like, I have uh, with me coaching. I guess I did a lot of. I'll call it. I call what do I call? I'll call it Tony Robbins style, knowing yeah. knowing the really ins and outs of coaching. Yeah, I went into that years ago, but then I've really stopped it. Yeah. And I, I, to be honest, I don't really want to get into it. However, having a bit of a refresher plus, you know, your perspective on things is just like, it's given me some really cool learning. So I really want to thank you, man. It's been sick. I really enjoyed this episode, man. Um, Thanks for having me on. I've also got to run. You're both running. I've got to run. I've got to, I've got to do a client. (laughs) So I've got to run as well, but um, I just want to say thank you so much. And also uh, thanks for your help to get into this place because I wouldn't have been able to, um, you know, working with you and your program really, really helped me uh, a lot. Um, really helped me a lot. Um, so I just want to say, um, say thanks and, and thanks for having me on the podcast. And I'm sure that we'll, you know, I'm going to do my podcast later in the year and we can continue the conversation. And I would love to have you, you know you on and hear your story. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Thanks, bro. We'll uh, enjoy everything. Have a great Christmas. and um, See you guys. Speak soon, man. See you, brother. Hey there. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you click subscribe to stay up to date with podcasts that I release every couple of weeks. And if you've enjoyed the, the episode, please, I really, really appreciate it if you leave me a review. And you can also find me on Instagram at Luke underscore page.